Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, everyone? From Forward Progress, I'm Rob Pizzola. This is On The Clock. It's the show where we put ourselves in the shoes of an NFL general manager and we go through a seven-round mock draft for that respective team. If you haven't tuned into the series before, check out the playlist on the clock. We've done a bunch of teams already. You can go through all of those that we've done so far. And of course, make sure that you're subscribed to the Forward Progress channel right here on YouTube as well. So that you get a notification every single time that we go live. Yesterday, I did a mock draft with Eric Eager of Sumer Sports for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm bringing him back in today as we discuss the Philadelphia Eagles. Eric, how's it going? Things are good. Uh, it's fun to talk about the uh, the Super Bowl runner-up, a, a very good team that I think uh, embodies a lot of the great team-building uh, notions that, that that guys like you and I espouse, you know, on on, on our various uh, podcasts and that kind of thing. I'm very interested in doing this Eagles one because they have two first-round draft picks. They're picking at tenth overall. They're picking late in the first round as well, and they've had a pretty I'll call it a tumultuous offseason where they have like they had the most free agents of any team in the league, especially on defense. Now they were able to re-sign a bunch of players. They re-signed Jason Kelsey at center. They re-signed James Bradbury, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Um, Robert Quinn's still a free agent right now as well, but they did lose players. They lost TJ Edwards to the Bears. They lost Isaac Spallow, one of their guards, Philadelphia Eagles, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Goes to the Detroit Lions. Miles Sanders with the Panthers. Javon Hargrave with the San Francisco 49ers. They offset that. They picked up Rashad Penny at running back. Terrell Edmonds comes over from the Steelers, coming off a very good year, still only 26 years old. And they bring in Marcus Mariota to be their backup, um, who kind of fits that system pretty well, I guess, if Jalen Hurts gets injured. But there's been a lot of shuffling around for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think that's what makes this one especially challenging today. Yeah, like we were going through you know, the, the depth chart kind of off air. And it's just like, it's a lot of depth they need, right? They, they get, you know, you look at, and I, I, it's funny, like Rashad Penny is the starting running back for this team. Right. But like you look at that offense, you know, wide receiver three could probably use an upgrade. Uh, and in fact, a lot of, you know, the, the depth there could use an upgrade offensive line to your point. Like you're looking at, you know, some young players, uh, you know, Cam Jurgens playing in that stead, you know, tight end, they don't really have a backup to Dallas Goddard who has at times been injured during the course of his career. So it's a lot of depth. It's not necessarily like they need a starter here, but this draft is going to be very meaningful for them as they continue to move into a space where they've done a lot of void year stuff. They've done a lot of, you know, cap manipulation stuff. Um, it's not going to be easy for them to access players, especially once Jalen Hurts gets his uh, mega deal. This draft is going to be a big draft as far as can they maintain uh, the brilliance that they had last year in the NFC. Yeah, good point. Especially on offense, you look at the team and it's like, well, they don't really need anything. I mean, they can improve at certain positions, but if they went into the year with this being their offense, they'd be perfectly fine and they would be happy with that. This is a team that was just a step away from winning the Super Bowl last year in a very close game. And of course, they're the favorites in the NFC 
as we look at the betting markets heading into this year. If we take a look at the defensive side of the ball, what are we seeing here? I mean, immediately, I don't see the depth on the defensive line that we saw a year ago, which was arguably one of the reasons why that defense had so much success in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, there, it's a little misleading because Hassan Reddick plays defensive end in nickel situations. So, you know, it. but then that that opens up the fact that linebacker is N'Kobe Dean, who is a guy that didn't play last year much and, you know, isn't, wasn't healthy. That was why he was the best linebacker in college football and yet went all the way in the third round. Nicholas Morrow has, you know, with the Raiders and, and the Bears has always been kind of a, just an average linebacker. And so, you know, that's a depth need, but, you know, do you really want to use one of your top picks on a position that is a non-premium position? Um, you know, Graham, Sweat, Barnett, and, and Reddick give you good edge uh, pressure, but, you know, you look at the interior Jordan Davis is a is a first round pick, but your Cox, you know, later on in his career, where are you going to get that third player? Milton Williams is just a third round pick a few years ago that a lot of people liked, small school guy, but um, but not necessarily you know brilliance there. So there's an opportunity. And then to your point, um, you know, free safety, uh, you know, you need somebody there to at least compete with Reed Blankenship, who is a surprise. Um, it, it, you know, and that corner, like, look, you were close to losing Darius Slay. You were close to losing James Bradbury. Greedy Williams comes over from Cleveland. That's a, a solid addition. But yeah. you, you do really need to, to sort of think about revving that up as well because Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was a player who kind of kind of combined everything really well as an inside-outside kind of safety player. Yeah. Uh, point of note as well, Derek Barnett would be back on the defensive line. I believe they lost him week one last year to an ACL injury. I think it was against the Lions, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like – Obviously, I don't want to say over the hill, not the impact player that he once was, but it's maybe a little bit better than I was giving them credit for after looking over the overall depth chart. So I think we can agree that, I mean, they can improve at some positions, but there's not necessarily like this massive need for the Eagles anywhere right now. No, there's really no position where if they didn't come out of the draft with that position, they'd be screwed. Um, and they're they're so good at accumulating picks. You know, they flipped Jalen Rager for a fifth last year. Like they do such a good job of like getting off a play. You know, it's sort of like embedding, right? Where you get off a bad number, you're not worried about juicing out a little bit, just you know, to to avoid catastrophe. They do that really well. And so they're they're, you know, the reason they have two first round picks this year is because they didn't really see a need to have three last year. So they traded out with New Orleans and got that pick this year. So they're a very sharp team and like much like we did with Kansas City yesterday. We might there might be a, a situation wherein we trade out of this draft completely if there's not a position we really like. All right. Well, let's get to it. Same as usual for anyone who hasn't seen the series before. We're using Pro Football Focus to mock this draft. We're going to keep their standardized uh, settings for the draft. We're drafting the Philadelphia Eagles seven rounds, and we're going to start the draft off on slow so we can see how it unfolds near the top. One of the things about having two first round picks. We have capital that we can move around. If there's a player that we want to trade up for, we could possibly do that as well. So we'll start it off and we'll enter the draft room right now. Carolina at number one. Uh, typically, these drafts go one, two, four quarterbacks um, with Arizona picking someone else at three. On actual draft day, we might see Arizona move out of the three spot. I think that's very likely as a team might want to trade up for a QB there. But let's get it started and see what's left to the Eagles at 10. Or we can stop it at any point, Eric. You can tell me to stop if we if we want to. Bryce Young off the board. Anthony Richardson, again, to the Texans at two. Will Anderson, three. C.J. Stroud, four. 
Jalen Carter at five to the Seahawks. Peter Skoronsky again goes in the top 10. That's the second draft you've done where Skoronsky goes pretty high. Will Levis off the board at eight to the Falcons. And Paris Johnson goes right before us at number nine to the Chicago Bears. So we are on the clock. I'll give the full picture to everyone. We have four trade options. The next pick would be the Texans at 12, uh, potentially Steelers 17, Lions 18, Chiefs 31. Or we can draft, and here's who's available. Devin Witherspoon, Quentin Johnson, Christian Gonzalez, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, JSN, as he's referred to, Kalia Kansi, Lucas Van Ness, who's been mocked to the Eagles a lot in this spot, and Dalton Kincaid. So give me your immediate thoughts here, Eric, and, and what's like, you know, going through your head right now with this number 10 pick. Yeah, I think, you know, with all four quarterbacks off the board, you're not going to be as enticing to the Titans or the Texans or the, you know, even like the Jets or Patriots. Um, you know, my initial thought is JSN here at, because when I looked at the, the offensive depth chart, you have, you're really good Devonte Smith, really good AJ Brown. Um, your your quarterback is coming up on his on his contract, which means you're probably not going to be able to pay both Devonte Smith and AJ Brown what they're make you know what you know full deals while also having Hurts on a full deal. So there is a part of staggering that with JSN two years. You know, let's you know possibly trade Smith at some point. That that is another one. The other one, and this is a kid from you know Pennsylvania in college. Kalia Cansey is a guy who analytics like kind of jump off the board for him for me. Um, you know, a little smaller, much like um, you know, much like much like Aaron Donald was. You know, six one two eighty one, twenty two. Like you know, you pair him. You know, Jordan Davis is the big guy, right? Picked right around here last year, and then. Um, and then uh, you have this, you know, you have Clay Akansi coming in as a smaller guy. You kind of have a good pairing there um, in terms of size on the defensive line. The issue that I have is I think you could probably get him later. I, mm -hmm. What does the trade market look like? So basically we could go back to 12 here with Houston. I don't, I, I mean, this ensures if we drop two spots, it ensure, well, I mean, it could possibly be Kansi and JSN get drafted here, but it seems unlikely that that's going to be the case. Um, what would Houston will we be able to get out of Houston for this? Hey, could you I get mean, a could you get a two next year? We could probably get a two next year. I think that 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 is a reasonable you know again as we talk about moving as we talk about pushing you know the 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 Eagles like to push money into the future through void years and stuff like that. We also want to push cheap assets into the future. So. Um, that would be my thought. What if you can get a four in 20, yep. you know, a four in 25? Let's just try that. It's not going to add a ton to the, to the probably, you know, it's not going to, you know, Houston's got a lot of picks, right? So, so Tons. they might be willing to part with them if they really like a player here. So let's try that trade. Okay. So a future two and a future four. We get that. I, I love this, by the way. Um, I, this is your draft. And, We'll see what comes off the board here. We're still on slow. So it's it's Nolan Smith to the Texans and Christian Gonzalez. So we still have basically our two available options, which is beautiful. Now, yeah. I, I love what you said about JSN. And I, I want to talk about it just for a second. And again, it's your draft. You're picking whoever you want here. But 
we will get crucified if we pick JSN by a lot of the commenters here. And I want to talk this through because I think what you you made, the points you made are extremely valid. And what I've noticed in other mock drafts that I've done is the fan base in general puts a ton of value on positional need. And I think a lot of Eagles fans will be like, we don't need a receiver. We don't need, but that does not mean that you can't add a, the, the the danger that the Eagles offense could pose next year to other teams with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, JSN, and Dallas Goddard on the field at one time. Okay, it's not a position of need, but you can improve a position of strength to the point where you're actually so good there that no one can stop you. Well, the, the other issue is that where are the Eagles trying to win? They're trying to win in January and February. And, you know, there's research. You go to pff.com. I did it a long time ago. The in January, your EPA per play is almost zero correlated with how your best receiver does in the game. It's all two, three, four, and five. And, and the, the reasons are important. Like the Chiefs were healthy in the secondary in the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. The 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 Niners are healthy in the secondary in the playoffs. And so they can always take away wide receiver one. It's whether or not they can, you know, yeah, that's and and Quez Watkins had a huge drop in that Super Bowl. He and did. like to, you know, so again, you want to be able to fight off your opponents in the suit, you know, and, and so this year, a wide receiver is not going to come out of the gate and do anything on average, but he might by the, like Sky Moore scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, right? Like the, these guys emerge later. And that's, if you're an Eagles team, that's where your money's made this year. You're trying to be a Super Bowl team. And so again, that, that to me is I think one point. And then the other point is that again, like you're going to have to choose between Devonte Smith and AJ Brown. Why don't you make, that choice easier now for your future self. Totally agree. Um, we have trade options too here. I mean, we do not have to draft. Um, so I'll, let's just take Smith and Jigba. I don't really want to, okay. I don't really want to mess with this. Like for one, it's good content. And two, it's the right thing to do. And three, I don't want to risk like Kalia Kansi makes a lot of sense, but like, let's, I mean, there's also a chance that he falls to us at our next pick or in a region that we're okay with. Totally agree. Okay, we're doing it. JSN is an eagle. As a Cowboys fan, that makes me want to throw up all over myself right now. Um, I think that's a great pick for them. Uh, okay, so we're at pick number 30. It looks like every team in the NFL wants to trade up to number 30 here because there's 13 trade proposals. Yeah, let's, for let's look at that because, you know, you don't need a tackle because you have Lane on a big deal and you have a Jordan Mailata as a young player. Banks might be a good one, but again, you worry why he's 16 and falling to 30. Um, edge could work, but we talked about that. They're more in needing of an interior. So let's think about a trade here. Okay. I will say this with Deontay Banks. I have done probably, I'm not exaggerating, a thousand mock drafts at this point. Um, some obviously not on YouTube, some just messing around because I'm addicted to this stuff on a daily. And I don't know that I've seen Deontay Banks available at 30 in any of the drafts that I've done. I'm not forcing a pick on him. I'm just yeah. merely pointing that out. And just looking at consensus mock drafts this year, I don't think I've seen anything where he drops that far either. So uh, Steelers at 32. And basically everyone that's picking next wants to move up. Uh, so it's presumably for Banks, you'd assume. I would think so, yes. Um, so you have Bradbury and, and Slay on... The, you don't have it out of depth. Let's just take Banks. That makes a that makes a reasonable pick. To your point, you're getting value I, there. It, 
I, I again, like a lot of people might say, well, the Eagles don't need a corner, but they, they can, you can, every improve, team needs like, a corner though. Ex, like, every team needs players, like good players. And when yeah. you, you have somebody that's positionally of this value, Deontay Banks to the Eagles. Uh, so Eagles are picking next at 62. Um, God, it, the, the options that are available when you have two first round picks uh, are, are pretty. I, like, I want to see something here, Rob. Just give me, okay. give me the vibes here. See what Chris Jones costs. Okay. In a trade. So, I've never actually done trades to, uh, to other teams. So yeah. Kansas city chiefs, Chris Jones, uh, defensive tackle interior defense I right I, now I, okay right now so if I were to give 62 and next year's two that we just traded for it would be accepted let's do that now do we like should we just lowball them and give them a worse pick for next year like a third uh will third. they take a three the three they will take almost certainly okay um god I love this so much I, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of what's happening right now. Um, all right. We're trading essentially to uh, our late second and a third for Chris Jones and the chiefs accept it. And there are now the chiefs are now on the clock for a couple of picks. But the, Chris Jones hasn't signed an extension yet. So correct. This is like AJ Brown last year. Yep. Now yep. I have interior defensive line fixed. I, I, I love, I love what, what just happened here. And I already can see in our fictional world right now the rematch in the Super Bowl and like Chris Jones sacks Mahomes to end the game, strip sacks, something like that. This is how how sports are written. Yeah. Uh, okay, one trade offer at ninety four, which is the Texans, where we can move yeah, back to one hundred four. Let's um let's take Zandler or Chandler Zahava, the interior offensive line from NC State. Okay, just really want to quickly take a look at him here. In terms of um, uh, six five three twenty five, big boy, yeah, big boy. That's okay. an Isaac Samalu like size player, right? Yep. He only allowed four pressures on four twenty two pass blocking snaps last season. It's the type of guy you want, Chandler Zavala uh, from NC State at ninety four. So there's going to be a huge gap here. Um, I'm just going to pause and actually put this on turbo instead of fast, so that we can. We can fire off to 219 as quickly as as possible. A hundred other teams. Yeah, you know what? I this is the first time that we've done a draft where we considered trading for another player mid-draft. Love the idea. People might say, oh, the Chiefs would never do that with Jones. But to your point, with the way that money comes into and contracts come into play in the NFL, I think it's totally reasonable. And honestly, they, the Chiefs are probably more likely to trade him to the NFC than they are to another team in the AFC. Yeah, and he's thirty, or he's like twenty-eight. I think. Uh, I remember he's he's closer to thirty. Right? He's third contract. He, you know, the the Eagles have no qualms about like signing him to a deal and backloading the hell out of it. Like, and Chris Jones, and like two seconds is a great return for him. Yep. And and you know, if you're the and we just picked up a second next year, so you know, like that's to me like that's a that's a really good way to play the draft. I'm looking at the board here now. Marte Mapu, Sacramento State. I don't know a lot about him other than the fact that he always goes before round seven in previous mocks as well. So that's kind of like a positional value pick 
Yeah. We do have another interior defender in Broderick Martin here. Anthony Johnson, I, PFF loves this guy. I was doing a mock draft with Ian McMillan for the Atlanta Falcons this week, and we weren't sure if like Anthony Johnson got caught smoking a bong or something <laughs> like that, and he's just dropped like his ADP is dropping. But we do have some safeties on the board here that are yeah. potentially I, within the range. Yeah, I think you probably. I mean, the the thing is, is like every time that I've ever talked to a team in my role at PFF or Sumer. And I was like, hey, my models really like this player. Why didn't you take him high? Though it's like, he's a prick or he's hurt. And so like the the thing with the Eagles though, is there, you know, Howie is not a scout. Howie's a, a finance guy. He took the Kobe Dean last year, even though Dean had bad medicals. Um, you know, if the, if the reason Anthony Johnson is here is because of something like that, I think they're willing to take a shot. They do need safety depth. Um, and so let's 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 take Johnson out of Iowa State here. All right, Anthony Johnson, and then we're going to get to 248, which is one of the last picks of the uh, entire draft. Does Mr. Irrelevant, is is that the final pick of the seventh round or just the final pick of the draft? They're the same. Well, because they have all these compensatory picks this year, right? No, but it's, the, so it's like Easter, right? Like uh, the Mr. Irrelevant has changed the, the number every year. Because it. Of, but but it's the last yeah it's not the last natural pick it's literally the last pick got it okay and, and our let's, final let's pick. take your guy the sac state i know they gave up a ton of points in the fcs semifinal but uh that 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 that's a that's an homage to my degeneracy um <laughs> but go ahead and take uh uh, uh marte mapu the safety from sac state would be uh my la my pick there I mean, two safeties in the, in the seventh round. If one of them amounts to something, they amount to something. I think like you're, you know, you're crap shooting in the seventh round here. Interested to see the grade for this draft, especially the Chris Jones trade, which I don't yeah, think I'm, PFF I'm will like. Because I last time I did, like, I don't know if they grade the... the they don't the, grade the... Oh, they do. Oh, no, they don't grade the trade for the player. They trade the, they trade the, they grade the draft, so... Well, I mean, we, we got flying colors in this draft. So we moved down two picks to a, to get a, a future second rounder, a future fourth rounder. We still got the player that we wanted, moving down two picks, which we rated A plus four. Deontay Banks, again, Eagles don't quote unquote need a corner. They get a pretty much a steal in that spot. Interior O-lineman, couple late safeties. Chris Jones fills like the interior defense. I don't know what people could really complain. I don't know what people could complain about with this draft personally, I don't know what your thoughts are on overall, but I think this went about as well as expected. Yeah, it you know it's funny because I always think about these trades of players, and the last one we did, I was like, "What's a wide receiver that's available?" And I'm like, "There is," you know, it's like. But when it, we came up in round two, I'm like, "I don't really like any of these players. Let's at least look at you know if the chief." And I, I'm surprised. Like I think age and everything factors in, but two seconds, especially a late second and a, and what is going to be a late third and 24 in expectation. Like that's a pretty good uh, thing for Jones, but Jones does come. If, if he doesn't get an extension before the draft, he's coming with a cap hit of 28 million. So they would have to like, you know, this is one of those things like last year, you know, the Eagles agreed to trade for AJ, AJ Brown, like weeks before. And the, the, the Hollywood Brown trade was also agreed to because you have to make the money work. And so with Jones being on a veteran deal and the Eagles, like they would have to, like you would, 
I don't know if you'd see the tea leaves, um, you know, because the Eagles, I mean, they have 14 million and it's 19 million in space, 19.9. So they really only have to basically what? Um, yeah, they, they're kind of actually maxed out as far as, uh, as restructures. So you'd have to do something. You'd have to add void years, I, I think, to um, – yeah, they might be maxed out here. That That's my only issue with that trade is that they might be maxed out as far as – like if you look at their over the cap, like every base salary is like the minimum salary for like Lane Johnson, Darius Slay. So that right. would be the only one. The 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 Maybe Jalen Hurts could give them some if they extended Jalen Hurts some. They could push a little bit of money around and void years some stuff, but – um, that would be my only my only concern is that they would have to max out even more to get the to get or Jones would have to agree to an extension before the trade. Those would be things that I think are are the only issue associated with this. Well, if you're an Eagles fan out there and you're watching this, let us know if you'd be happy with this draft or if you think we should have done something completely differently. Let us know down in the comments below. Make sure you ch check out Eric's stuff with Sumer Sports. He has a great podcast with Thomas Dimitrov, former. Atlanta Falcons general manager as well, which is a must listen if you're an NFL fan. So check out Sumer Sports, check out Eric's stuff. And if you haven't subscribed yet to the Forward Progress channel, make sure you do so. We plan on hitting every team prior to the NFL draft and then doing some live watch along content for the NFL draft as well. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you did enjoy the comment today, smash that like button as well. This has been On the Clock with the Philadelphia Eagles here on Forward Progress.